0: Hey, hey! What's the matter with Eugene's brain? Brain, come and get your. Bri- okay. Movie freaks, where we don't understand film, how it works. It's great. I live dangerously, you see. Movie freaks. You're an asshole. Oh yeah, this this the jacking off thing. Um. Movie freaks. Sorry. <laughs> I'm your daddy. And he's your. Papa, I'm your daddy. Movie freaks. Good morning, good morning. <laughs> How are you today? Good morning. <laughs> These shows are so weird. Oh, uh, they're yeah, it is like multiverse. Movie freaks.
1: <laughs> Especially because we're doing it on Tuesday. It's like, because Tuesday morning is when I have my uh, uh, work conference call, and mm-hmm. I have to host that at 6 a.m. for like 60 people. So I'm already like, I can't sleep because I got to do this thing super mm-hmm. early in the morning. <sighs> Maybe it's good that we're doing it so early in the morning because then I go take a Nap? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, I've been up since five, so I think you
0: have me beat. Uh, about three, three thirty, something like that. <laughs> oh, ouch! Yeah, I told my wife I'm like this crap weather. I'm like this is starting to affect my my mojo. So we have a a a lava rock or some sort of rock thing you plug into the wall and you turn it on. And oh, it lights, yeah, yeah, it lights yeah. We have the one of those. It's supposed to. Give me happy moods. Yeah, uh-huh, sure. Uh, results may results may
1: vary. Sure, I'll just uh read you your horoscope and it'll do about the same. <laughs> Trust me.
0: I've had that yeah. rock plugged in for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically the little the little magic eight ball that you have. Is, uh-huh. is, my mood, is my mood good today? Meh. Is my mood good today now? Meh no. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, right. I actually almost bought one of those things the other day at uh, Target. I was kind of feeling sad for myself and walking through the toys with the kids, and uh, I saw that magic eight ball thing. I'm like, could that lift my spirits? Maybe only if you use it to make decisions that
1: the you know, uh, for stupid qu- questions that the kids ask you. You know, the kids are like, "Can I do this, Daddy? Can I do that?" And it's like, well, let's consult a magic eight ball. Mm-hmm. Outlook not so
0: good. <laughs> I used to have one of those, and then my uh, my mom and dad, this was a long time ago, my mom threw it away because that was a, uh, that was a, real, like, first cousins to a Ouija board. Good morning, good, good morning! morning. <laughs> okay. Please adjust your screen a
1: little bit. I'm getting, like, your chin and ceiling. There we go. Oh, let me do this. Ah! Uh,
0: Good.
1: Uh, oh, eye drops. That's my life mm-hmm. now.
0: That's my life now. It's kind of funny how how uh, sometimes my my morning moods can re- literally be like determined by what I watch at five thirty in the morning when I get up and do a stretch or exercise or whatever. That that can sometimes. That can sometimes make or break my mornings. And this morning I, which I'll get into this later, but I, well, probably not because I haven't finished it yet, but I watched the first, um, first good hour of, uh, the 1995 science fiction movie Screamers with Peter Weller. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bad mood. Bad mood. That's a thing that exists. Oh, I just, I was the whole way through. I'm like, doing my reps. I'm like, fucking 90s movies. I hate 90s movies. I hate 90s movies. <laughs> Angry rowing. Oh. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like, that was all I could think about all morning during, during my exercising was, why do nine, why are 90s movies so bad? Like, 80% of the movies seem like, you see know, bitching. <laughs> That's all right. That's what we do in the beginning of the show. Uh, oh. I, th- I, I
1: think I've seen that movie once or twice, and I couldn't tell you one single thing about it, but I could <sighs> describe to
0: you the trailer and the cover of the VHS. That's it. Mm-hmm. It's hmm It's so boring. And they just – there's lots of talking and then every now and then a stop motion little robot-y thing, which is kind of cool. But – and Peter Weller – I like Peter Weller, but I'm like all you're doing is you're just – you're just bitchy in this, much like I am right now on the show. <laughs> and I can never remember if it's Peter Weller in that movie or Ed Harris because the cover looks the, no, yeah. the same. Yeah, he looks like Ed Harris, but it's – yeah, it's Peter Weller. i like, yep, it's the typical 90s drab color scheme, no gore. Uh, because no one was doing gory... Well, very few were doing gory stuff back then, and it just reeks of low-budget 90s. Some CGI in it a little bit here and there, and it looks terrible. <laughs> I'm actually having more fun looking out my window at the drab weather right now than I was watching that movie this morning.
1: Well, at least because it's a morning show, we don't have to deal with you being distracted by people on scooters going to pick up kids and whatnot. I know. I
0: actually, right before we started, I asked my wife now, I'm like, now... When does, when do the kids, the neighborhood kids go to school in the morning? Because I'm like, I'm just waiting for all the scooters and the, you know, the riffraff to all, you know, all bleed their way down to the stop sign. <laughs> Congregate outside yes. the window and just yeah. peer in. Yep. I'm just imagining like the shining elevator doors opening and this the blood gushing out and all like they all just. <laughs> Except it's not blood. It's sign. just, it's just your neighbors just flopping down the street. Yeah. (laughs) So there's my bitch sesh is Screamers. It's awful. And I'll probably review it again when I finish it. Well, no, I probably won't. I actually, halfway through, I was so angry at at it that, you know, like on your remote, you can press like the fast forward button once on a Blu-ray player. And typically it goes to 1.5 so that you can still hear what they're saying. It's everything's really fast. You know what? Like I did that so that it would speed so that get through this movie, get through this almost two hour movie. So that I don't have to continue, I, and I still have 20 minutes left, and I'm like, I don't care, <laughs> but I have to finish it because I bought it, and then uh, I'm gonna sell it too. I am gonna. I, well, it's Scream Factory. I probably won't. No, you won't.
1: That's <laughs> staying on your shelf to be positively reviewed in a year or two. <laughs> oh,
0: oh,
1: any bitch session for you? Because I'm done. I gotta. I gotta. Quit oh, because... other other than uh, just not sleeping because uh, stressed out about you know, work performance stuff. Uh, other than that, I'm good. It, yeah. it's, it's actually, I'm not that stressed about the actual performance part of it. It's just, I have to handle this conference call via this website. So there's a whole uh, tech aspect to this deal. And yeah. that's, and it kicks me out every fricking week. So while it's loading, I don't know. There's just that whole aspect is, is what makes me a little bit anxious. Like, Oh, is the technology going to work? Not a, so much about, Oh, I got to read this memo from payroll or whatever. That that doesn't bother me at all. Uh, mm. After, Uh I mean, the first one I did last week and my boss was like, so were you, or no, I did. It wasn't the conference call, but it was standing in front of everybody and reading, you know, uh how do I explain this? Uh Giving a presentation more or less. Okay. And he was like, were you nervous? <laughs> I was like, um, well, I once played a rock show in, at the Hard Rock in Cleveland for a panel of record ex- executives from New York. So, no, <laughs> reading off a paper for a bunch of dudes that I work with that, no, eh, that doesn't really make me nervous. I'm good, but, uh, it's just the tech side of doing the conference call that, Please work. Don't screw this up. You know, or else I'm yeah. wasting sixty people's time.
0: But oh, anyhow. but are you are you liking things? Like you... yeah,
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I mean, it's the second week of the call, and it's gone. It's gone excellent. So,
0: cool, good. There's Let's... that.
1: I'm Eric, yeah.
0: and I'm Eugene.
1: Are you ready to talk about some movies? Let's do it. On to the roulette. It's time to spin the wheel of the movie. Dive in the ocean cinema and try and find those gems in the rough. And this week on The Roulette, it is Revenger up against Malicious. And... Oh, that's that's what I watched. Yeah, that's what, that was that and close. You promised both. Yep. And I I shall deliver. Oh, I haven't heard anything about that. Well, I didn't, t- <laughs> I didn't tell you anything either. I was tempted to text you about Revenger, but
0: I'll, I'll just wait. Uh, maliciously okay. close. What do you got? Malicious. I'm just, uh, hold on here. Uh, and of, should I, should I not butcher the names again? Let's not butcher names. Let's just say Josh Stewart, Delroy, Lindo, and, uh, Bojan. That was the, my, that was my Bojack horseman joke last time, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> Bojana. I'm sorry, Bojack. It's, it's Bojan, or, I'm sorry, Bojana. Oh, Christ. <laughs> it's all fucked up. Just uh, move bo- forward. Malicious. Oh, uh, malicious. Uh, 2018. And you know what? This wasn't bad for a roulette. And I say that I say that so often. But seriously, that's what that's what this segment's all about is finding those movies that you can tolerate or maybe are actually good. And this one here is very it's easy to tolerate. There's some good stuff in there. The acting is pretty darn good. The um actually the, the acting is really good from the leads. The uh real quick about about the storyline, uh this Josh Stewart, his character, he's a math teacher and he goes, like him and his pregnant wife, go to this um new university that's kind of sort of in the middle of nowhere. And they, for reasons, open this little wooden box which unleashes a ghosty thing or whatever that wants to kill the unborn baby. And uh, I... Let's see. Should I spoil this a little bit so that I can finish the review? I don't care. So go ahead. Okay. So for those that are going to, are thinking about watching this, this is a pretty major spoiler here. So you've been warned. Spoiler. The ghost actually does murder the baby. So she, she loses her unborn baby. That happens relatively quick in the beginning of the movie. Now I'm not going to spoil the rest of the movie, but that's a big plot point, uh, with uh the ghost that she sees is you know has to do with her unborn child, and there was a previous family that this happened to, and so they're trying to figure out what's what's going on meanwhile this uh uh bojana's character what's what's her name in the movie just so I don't have to call her Bojana I feel dumb lisa Pierce Lisa Pierce is her name in the movie there you lisa. go Lisa <laughs> Pierce in the movie her her sister shows up and the minute that you see her you're like oh i'm not going to like this character nope not going to like the here's here's the annoying character and the minute she opens her mouth i'm like I, I hate you now i you're awful and yep i'm like why why would you put this obnoxious character in well this obnoxious character is put in because of the twist ending in the very 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 end uh but it's actually a very like at the end of the day it's a really heavy movie with it's depressing and it's not really sad because I didn't like the movie that much, but it's like, Oh geez. It's just like unborn kid dies and everything, everything bad that could happen. It's pretty much happening. And then roll credits. Uh, but yeah, it was decent for one watch. All right. (laughs) You you would probably not like it, but yeah, this screams not me. Yeah. It was competently made, uh, Good directing, good cinematography, good acting for the most part. Other than I, I hated that that sister or whatever. But a little bit of gore, a little bit of TNA. It was it was fine for a roulette. It won't make the best of, but it probably won't make the worst of. It just it just falls squarely in the middle. Just yeah, but p-
1: but pretty high when it comes to Netflix
0: horror because that's yes. mostly a garbage fire. Yeah, for every uh, ritual or apostle you get, you get 20 of these. Or, we're, actually, no, you get way worse than this. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, there you go. I Yeah, for you, no. You wouldn't like yeah, it. Yeah, good. I'm good. Nope. Uh, okay, Revenger.
1: Uh, this is one you had in the roulette and you quite enjoyed. A former police investigator decides to go to a prison island to revenge the brutal killings of his family. Yeah, this movie whipped ass. I (laughs) thoroughly enjoyed this movie. There were, I I mean, what's the runtime here? Hour 41, you could have cut 5 to 10 out of this Uh in there. Uh, Some of the humor stuff really, really worked for me. But there were a couple of bits that I totally understood what you were talking about with, maybe if I was Korean, I would understand what's going on here, the song Mm -hmm. and dance bits uh, yep. Huh. Okay. We could have excised that, but the guy with the that with the hook hand, mm-hmm. he he was the majority of the comedy relief. I loved him. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, what well, no, was... no, I had a lot of fun with him. I thought a lot of the stuff he did was really funny. Unf- I was. It was unfortunate that he was minor spoiler part. No, uh-huh. his dumbassness got other people hurt. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And he didn't see that coming because that's a very common trope is to trick sees, just wound you and then follow you home kind of thing. But it is what it is. And he made the wrong decision. And At that point, I was like, ah, you fucked up. You should die. Mm -hmm. But his comedy stuff up until that point made me laugh. Other than the song and dance stuff. Uh, The main guy in that movie He was awesome. And he He was so awesome. (laughs) He moved. What I really appreciated about him is that he moved like a early 90s Jet Li. Maybe, Mm. um, you know, the style. I don't know what, you know, particular style of martial arts he was using, but it reminded me of that early 90s Jet Li where it just it's right to your face and down on the ground you go and you're dead. Loved that. Yeah. Could have done without the whole poison arrow bit. Cause it was like, oh, okay, now we're going to derail into this for a while. And we did. And it took a while. It's like, ah, you could have sped that up, just made it a regular arrow. And again, we could have chopped out five minutes of the movie. Just, you know, for the sake of brevity. Uh, but overall, this movie was awesome. And I will totally pick this up on Blu-ray if I come across it.
0: Yeah, me uh, too. Did, did you, what did you think of the CGI blood or did you not, maybe you didn't notice it?
1: I did notice it, but it wasn't. It was the right kind of CGI blood, in my opinion. It wasn't oh, crazy, because they still had a lot of practical blood splattering on people. You can't yeah. CGI that. So it was just kind of here and there, and it was like, oh, there was... I mean, they, they did a good job with it, in my opinion. Like, they utilized it. Well, if you have to use CGI blood, I thought they did okay with it. Yeah. Uh, that's it. Revenger, it kicked ass. Uh, go yeah. watch this. If you're a martial arts uh, cinema fan, go watch this movie.
0: Yep and I I mean I I'm not nearer as much as you are but that the whole way through I'm like man this is really good. So I'm glad you liked it. It got me thinking.
1: I feel like there's a kung fu cinema re- uh, uh resurgence like every uh, I don't know how often. I started thinking about it how often does this happen that that a new kind of martial arts cinema highlight comes up and it was like, well, it was in the seventies with Bruce Lee. And then it was in the eighties with Jackie Chan. And mm-hmm. that bled into the nineties with Jet Li. Cause that was right in that same kind of era and Donnie Yen. And then it kind of waned a little bit. And then in 99, at least in America, 99, uh, the matrix all of a sudden, uh, Oh, American actors can actually do Kung Fu if they're trained, or at least they can be filmed to look like they know Kung Fu. And then it wanes a little bit. And then we get the raid, which is about 10 years later. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. they, they find a new way to make kung fu hardcore. And here we are about 10 years later. And I, with this though, they're, fall, they're really falling back on that kind of early 90s Jet Li time where there's nothing wrong with that. You make movies like that. You're good. It's, it's a very specific style of filming where there is a bit of quick cutting, but there's, it's not, ridiculous like a transformers movie or or trying to disguise the fact that hollywood actor doesn't know kung fu you know uh so they also make the hits really hardcore when he fought that really tall guy that was one of the best fights of the movie it was about halfway oh, through oh
0: yeah i remember that mm-hmm.
1: that was one of the best fights of the movie because they sh- they they took their time to show that because he has such longer arms and longer reach he can get to the main guy and that guy has to be a little more careful, and then he started adjusting his style the way that Jet Li would do in the 90s, especially with oh, a couple of his movies where he would get hit a couple times and then start adjusting. Like, okay, I can't reach the guy, so now I gotta hit his arms instead of his body, and that's exactly what he did. It was beautiful, beautiful. He started punching that guy right here in in his in that muscle uh, on his upper arm, where it's like just keep hitting it. You keep hitting it.
0: It's Four, gonna start five, to hurt.
1: Six, seven, eight. Suddenly that arm becomes useless. I love that shit. Oh, that, oh, yeah. I love that so much. Cause that's realistic. As opposed to, you know, getting roundhouse kicked in the head twelve times and yet you somehow <laughs> manage to find, no, no, you're concussed and you're
0: dead at that point. <laughs> uh, yeah. What was the Gently movie that you had me watch where, uh, it was like two, rival Kung Fu schools, which that's, that's the plot point for yeah, 80% everything. Of... I know exactly what movie you're talking about because
1: it's one of my favorite movies of all time, but it was the, uh, his remake of Chinese Connection, uh, the Bruce Lee movie, it's called... Because I think I have, I've got on Blu-ray, it is awesome. That, that might be in my top five martial arts movies of all time. It's okay. where he, he fights that, uh, Japanese dude at the end that's way yes. taller than him, and he keeps punching him in the temple. Over, yeah, and, over that, and over, yeah. That that movie just that <laughs> top, maybe maybe top three. Like I love I love Chinese
0: Connection, but that movie is even better. It's yeah. so good. That was probably Jet Li firing like on all like his, the best that he ever was was it around around that time. I would guess you you've seen more than I have of his movies. Oh no, that was peak Jet Li, and I okay. went and
1: looked up uh to see what he's doing and apparently in the last few years he's he's fallen somewhat ill he's got a hyperactive thyroid uh so he's aging a little faster than normal but Aww, apparently he's doing okay he's dealing with it but he is in pain it, it sucks he looks like he's he's aged
0: Aww. uh
1: but it, it that's too bad that's so sad to me especially when people who have martial artists like that who have have spent their life like perfecting their art their body that's just uh it yeah. sucks because he was
0: still in great shape for the uh the expendables movies that right. wasn't that long ago it was right after that it was about ten years ago man that this started happening yeah too bad yeah but uh yeah this i I tell you after watching Revenger I'm like I could get back into some old school kung fu stuff because that's like this is kind of a gem in the rough, because most of the time, I'm like, eh, new kung fu, eh. It's those old-school 70s, early 80s ones. Even, I guess, the, the Jet Li stuff, was was that more in the 90s? Well, Jet Li has stuff going back to early
1: 80s, I, I think. I mean, he, he's got some really old stuff that... <clears throat> Most people don't talk about. I own them on DVD, and they're still awesome, but they're they're kind of generic old school kung fu movies. But his real peak was in that late '80s, early '90s stretch. And there, there's yeah. a couple of movies in there where he has a son, and the son has a couple of scenes where he whips ass, and that yeah. I. I which I thought of this week because you were texting me about your kids in karate or Oh, whatever. yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, I should show him that movie. The movie's not that good, but there's that scene where his kid just, like, kicks the crap out of all these bullies at school, and it's so awesome. <laughs> it's like a mini Jet Li. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. yeah I, well, I I'm going to look up the name of that movie, but the other one that I loved was, uh I think it was Twin Dragon, Twin Warriors or something like that, where he goes all... Man, I can't bring up the styles. I'm, it's morning. It's morning show. <laughs> I can't remember shit. <clears throat> but he had a couple movies there in the nineties that are easily top ten for me all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, close.
0: Okay, close. Uh, starring Numi Rapace, Olivia uh, Jusen, directed by Vicky Lucen. Sam, I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to read the synopsis on IMDb. You already took care of that last. Two episodes ago. Uh, but, yeah, Numi Rapace is uh, the bodyguard for a kind of, sort of, spoiled uh, teenager. I think she is a teenager, or early 20s. I'm not sure where she... I don't know. She likes to party, kind of a Paris Hilton type or whatever, and bad things happen. Fist of Legend. Fist of Legend, there we go. Oh, that movie kicks ass. Yes, yes, yes it did. Uh, okay, so, let me just... See, hold on here. I don't know. Okay, so obviously this was.
1: Jet Li is going to be in the uh, Mulan movie, the live action. Oh, really? I wonder if, like, is he
0: going to be like an older, wiser. Well,
1: I assume he's the emperor, so.
0: Okay. Cool. Um, Okay, so So, so Closer was not a rule. I don't consider this a roulette for me. This was a. I'm doing a favor for the fans type of review. <laughs> or not. Or... Alright, I, I mean, I guess. <laughs> uh, no, or I was just... I just watched it because. Because I agreed to. That's why. Okay.
1: Uh, but oh, it, so, this, this sounds like a real hate review coming on.
0: No, uh, it was okay. It was decent. I would have probably liked it a little bit better if it would have been an, my official roulette. To where I was like, that yeah, for a roulette, that's not bad. But as a not... I got kind of bored with all of the running around, like, oh, they're here, now they're there, now they're stealing a car or buying a car, or whatever. And now the, uh, it just, it felt kind of like a taken, but not quite as big budget. Um, uh, having said that, Numi Rapace was really good in it. I didn't, that's, here's another thing. I didn't like the girl that she was protecting. I didn't like her. Oh, me either. Uh, uh and so I'm like, I, I only have one person that I'm really rooting for here and even, She's mopey all the time and the, I get it with the daughter I, I mean it, drama whatever it's it's fine for one time but mm, yeah I don't know why I was just by the time it was almost done I'm like oh man it feels like I've been watching this for like 2 hours um
1: ah it was pretty fast paced it's 90 minutes I get why you feel it was mopey and slow and drama because that's how the here's the difference between me and Eugene listeners I got a
0: fourteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> she was annoying to me, and oh, I live there. I <laughs> live there. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh huh. But uh, yeah, New Mirror Pace was good. I I, I liked her, and the um, this kind of sort of twist of the 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 stepmom or whatever. I spoiler, I guess, being a good guy. I'm like, uh, okay, whatever. Did she get? I think she, spoiler again. Did she get killed in the end? No, I don't remember. But
1: yeah. it, it was thought throughout the film that she was the bad guy, and then it turns out no, she wasn't. Yeah, which was genuinely kind of surprising. I mean, it, yes. it they really kind of stacked it that way. But they oh, also they did. didn't. They also didn't do it in such a way that it was impossible for her to be the good guy. You know, it just everything kind of looked that way, and really somebody else was setting her up to look that way. So it made sense for the filmmakers to point you that direction.
0: Yeah. But yep, it was a one and done. I mean, it was fine. I I trust me, I've watched way 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 worse than that. The underwater battle. There was an underwater battle with Numi and uh a baddie, and that was kind of cool where they were both underwater and things happened and then she smokes. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, fair enough. Uh yeah.
1: next round. <laughs> uh
0: you're up first. Oh, me. Okay. Um Oh, uh, where's my list? Oh, there we go. Velvet Buzzsaw. Again, uh, this one here, the reason I'm throwing this back up is I've been hearing some pretty decent reviews uh, about this movie. If you go into it with a certain mindset, which is kind of, I guess, dark comedy and more thriller, don't think of it as much of a horror. So this is a Dan Gilroy-directed movie, which he did Nightcrawler, which was awesome. Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, Rene Russo, after a series of paintings of, by an unknown artist are discovered, a supernatural force enacts revenge on those who have allowed their greed to get in the way of art. And I think that one of us will watch that at some point. Will it be this week? And will it be you? We shall see. Next up is a wait a minute here. <laughs> uh, I was going to say wait further instructions, but that was last week. The now last you, lap. You put. Oh, never mind. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> <laughs> the last laugh. This is another one that was on the roulette before. Jeffy Chase and Richard Dreyfuss and Andy McDowell are. Uh, let's see here. Retired travel. Oh, good God. Start over, Eugene. One retired tr- talent. Oh, fuck. One more time. When retired talent manager Al Hart is reunited with his first client, Buddy Green, a comic who quit show business 50 years ago, he convinces Buddy to escape their retirement community and hit the road for a cross-country comedy tour. And you know more about this movie than I do. You think it looks good, so that's why it is being uh, spewed your way, I guess. Um, eh, and lastly is... Who the fuck is that guy? And... I guess. Oh, the Fabulous Journey of uh, Michael Alago. It's a documentary, Hour and 25 Minutes. Uh, it's astonishing story of a gay Puerto Rican kid uh, growing up in a Hasidic Brooklyn neighborhood who got... Okay, There is a long synopsis. Let's just say that he meets Metallica and a bunch of others and uh, he's in the music biz. And um, I have a feeling that that would be Awesome. For some reason, that just sounds really good. And there's all sorts of interviews, you know, Jason Newstead, Cindy Lauper, uh, Phil and Samo. Wow. No kidding. So anyway, there you go. That's probably, I would guess that's a fairly safe pick for you. So,
1: there you go. Okay. Uh I spent all of that time <clears throat> screen capturing your frozen image.
0: <laughs> oh, that's... My life. Uh
1: (laughs) Uh-huh. I'm going to upload it to this Skype thing so you can see it, and then it'll hopefully ruin Skype for us. Oh, end of of show. Oh, we'll still be able to hear each other, but I'll just be looking at your frozen (laughs) dumb image. (laughs) Uh, Coming your way. Don't knock twice. A recovering addict becomes her estranged daughter's only hope. After the teen awakens a terrifying child stealing witch from an urban legend, Katie Sackhoff, which is all Eugene, Uh, all light will end. A horror novelist with a traumatic past returns to her childhood hometown where she revisits her night terrors and loses sight of reality. The Eric Marner story. And lastly, Sad Hill Unearthed because I had to... Throw you at least one safe pick so you couldn't be mad at me next week when whatever you pick is shit. I'll, I, that way I can say, you had an option, and you didn't
0: pick it. What do you want, sir? <laughs> um, let's go with, mm, let's see. Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Sad Hill can wait. Oh, that's 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 too that's too safe. Let's go with something risky. I know
1: let's you're not going to pick it. I just have to, you know, next week when you come back all mad at your shit fest
0: horror movie that you pick, I got to have some defense. Um, because this movie today uh, was was okay. Let's go with something that is the most roulette of the bunch, which was I would imagine that's All Light Will End. Yeah. Uh, okay, that's the one. All right. <laughs> I live dangerously, you see. <laughs> <laughs> live expectantly. Uh-huh. Um,
1: <laughs> I, I haven't seen uh, the first one that he did that everybody raves about, but I will go with Velvet Buzzsaw. Why the hell not? Just rocking roulettes. Yes, we are. All right, there There you go. Next week in the roulette it will be a Velvet Buzzsaw up against All Light Will End.
0: I probably should have done a little research on that old light will end. It's just, uh, like, ah, kind of cool cover and Netflix. Yeah, I would have gone with the witchy one myself, but whatever. Yeah, well, well, hey, maybe next week. Maybe next week. (laughs) (laughs) No, No, I have a feeling you're going to, like,
1: upload. Yeah, I want you to see this picture. Let me see here. Uh, No, I don't want to transfer money. Oh, go for it. Oh no, there's none none, none to transfer. <laughs> okay. Uh you ready for let's do a little rabbit trail before we get into um the MCU update. Okay. And I didn't know what I was going to bring for rabbit trail, but I was like, "Well, this popped up on today. I I <laughs> I thought this story would have died pretty darn quickly, but apparently it keeps going and going and going and being brought up over and over again, and it's pissing me off, so we're going to talk about it. Uh, uh, the Aladdin trailer. The live-action oh, Aladdin that's what tra- I was going to talk about. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> Interesting. Uh, <laughs> Your image of me. Oh, that should probably somehow go onto Facebook. Yep, it might. <laughs> oh, the thing is it's it's a screen grab but that's me pretty much 75% <laughs> of my life is that right there it's it speaks just it's me being me being oh, me it, being it me. was stuck there for like five minutes like you, you
1: were talking about movies and I'm like this is duh, duh. I was
0: like oh, alright uh, I guess I'll do this now uh, I need to have drool dripping out of those kind of open <laughs> lips Ugh, yuck uh, maybe it'll be the cover of the
1: episode this week. Why not? <laughs> I'll draw one little sane stick figure right next to your droopy ass. <laughs> oh. Anyway, this is this, okay. uh, Will Smith being blue. Uh, people pissed off and it's hideous. It's awful. Why would they ever do this? It's just kill yourself. The uh, I've, I've seen all these comments and it's insane to me. What the hell did you think a live action genie is going to look like? I mean, he's a blue guy. Sure. It's Robin Williams, but he's all, it's not Robin. It's not a human form. So he's all puffed up in the cartoon. Uh, now that they're doing live action, what did you want? Robin? I mean, great. Robin Williams killed it in that role. He's dead. So we yeah. got to move on from that. So you get Will Smith, who's very, very funny and you paint him blue what did, what did you expect it's going to
0: look like yeah and if they would have gone the whole CGI route everybody would be bitching about oh they didn't CGI so yeah. it's like pick one i think he looks fine i mean i think
1: yeah. he looks perfectly weird as i expected him to look so i don't know what everybody's
0: upset about i don't get it yeah i don't know like I, yeah i'm i'm fine with with it i think it's going to be a, a probably a pretty good movie i for some reason i like maybe it's because Drax, Dave Bautista in Guardians of the Galaxy is, you know, he's, the Blue color I'm like, would Dave Bautista have made a good genie in that movie? I'm like, "Uh, maybe. Maybe, but you need somebody that can
1: flow. And, like, Robin Williams can non-stop flow. And you know who else can? Will fucking Smith can just flow from one, like, improv-y kind of one joke to the next. Connect... I don't know. I, I thought the casting was fine. I think the it looks as goofy as I expected it to look. I'm not saying it looks great. I'm not defending it or something, but at least past... What did you expect? I just don't understand this this fake
0: outrage. Uh. Anyway, I don't know. That's what I was actually going to be talking about, too. I was going <laughs> to bring that up, too. It's like, what is up with all of the hate? It's like, I yeah what were you ex- gonna expect I mean short of a, like a big professional wrestler type guy because you know Robin Williams character in the animated one he was this big huge whatever and it's like I this is live action so it's not gonna be like a cartoon unless you go cGI
1: yeah whatever
0: um but anyway I was gonna so the other thing I had was what did you think of the less than stellar box office of Lego Movie 2. I That was kind of a surprise to me. It's been kind of a surprise to everybody, but we're also in
1: that dumping ground period of time. I know they're trying to make January, February... Well, they've already moved summer movie time to April. Yeah. Now they've tried... I mean, they've had some success with, like, Wonder Woman and stuff at January, February, March. Uh, they want it to be nonstop year-round, and they're going to keep pushing for that. Uh, but... You know, I'm sorry. January, February, March. You're still gonna. If that's still the dumping ground, you're still gonna have movies that just don't succeed for whatever reason.
0: Yeah. Do I think
1: Lego Movie Two would have done better in summer? I don't know. I haven't seen it. I. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, but uh, you're putting it in this time of the year. You're taking a risk, in my opinion. I know.
0: I agree. And it, this is the time of year where every now and then, like a, a smaller gem will pop out. Like the um, I saw it. Uh, what was it called? The the different rooms. Um, Escape room? Escape room, which the movie was decent for what it was, but it's doing really well. Like, it just continues. to just kind of chug along, and the budget was not high for that movie. And it's made, what, I'm guessing like $60 million now, I think. Don't quote me on that. But, but that's not I, but bad. It's, it's doing really well for this
1: time of year, though. You always got to put that in quotations.
0: <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But anyway, yeah, I, I, I don't think that the box office is going to, like, explode until, I would guess Captain Marvel. What do you think? I mean, that's
1: what, the next one that probably should, but I'm also hearing kind of tempered expectations for that movie. I, I just wonder, how far do you think, this will bleed into the MCU update, but how far do you think the Marvel bubble will go? How long mm. till they really, you know, which one is really going to pop that fails? And we start having problems. I don't, am I saying it's going to be Captain Marvel? No, not at all. But that, I'm not blown away by that trailer. I'm just, eh, I'm sure it'll be good and I'll be entertained and I'll enjoy it. Maybe it has to do more with the fact that I don't know that much about Captain Marvel. Mm -hmm. Uh, but I don't know. It's, it's another Marvel movie. I'm like, all right. If it was Captain America 4, I would be way more psyched. Mm -hmm. But eh, it's aliens... I don't know, I should be super hyped for
0: it, but I'm just not. Young Nick Fury! I, I think that, uh the, because we're... This is probably a good segue into the, the next batch of MCU, MCU movies, but I think that it would not surprise me at all if this bleeds into the next Avengers movie, or, like, leads right up to... Maybe it might even be one of those end-zinger things to where, oh, now the next time you see me, it's gonna be a... Endgame. Oh, or... it ha- it has to, because uh,
1: that was the end zinger of Infinity War, yeah. was her right. symbol, so... And this movie is set in the 90s, I know I'm, on the show I've screwed it up and said 80s a couple of times, but this movie's set in the 90s, that's what the, the blockbuster reference is. So you think she just, poof, vanishes for a couple centuries, or... Centuries? Well, I mean, it was the 1990s, it wasn't... I mean... 90s... Like 25 years? <laughs> it's quarter century. but with, but with, but with space travel, she could, you know, interstellar, she could be gone for five years and our time, it's 25, you know.
0: Yeah.
1: Matthew McConaughey knows all that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's somewhere crying about the life yeah, of the Captain daughter. Marvel as it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. and, and the, anyway, uh, it, she has to be a big part of Endgame. She's not involved. She's not dead. She can't be. That There's no way that the timing of these releases of these movies is set up this way. And what? She's going to turn... That, that would be the best. If at the end of the movie she turns to dust. <laughs>
0: <laughs> See, that would be great.
1: I would... Yeah. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would guess that if you go watch that Endgame trailer, there's one scene where there's like four people walking and there's an extended gap between two of them where they've obviously digitally removed one person. I'm guessing that's Captain Marvel who's going to be there in the movie. You mm. know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> uh Yeah. She has to play a big part in Endgame. Oh, would that be funny? If right at the very end of Captain Marvel, just poof. What would okay, be even then... better is if Endgame started and it's it's rehashing kind of. And Captain Marvel shows up and turns to dust right at the Mm -hmm. beginning of the movie.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I would be all about that. That's that's my type of Uh, audience. That's not gonna happen. Uh, (laughs) Anyway, how's your MCU going? Okay, so last time we talked, it was I had wrapped up Ant Man, correct? Hmm. I didn't know was being questioned. Hold on. Yes. Because what I've got now is yes, Ant Man. Okay, uh, which means that we okay. So on today's episode, we've got three more MCU's, and oh, then wow. yeah, there'll be another. I think then we're moving on to the last three. But Spider Man, yeah, the last three that I'm going to talk about, like probably next week, would be will be Spider Man, Black Panther, and Thor Ragnarok. And because I'm not going to rewatch. Ant-Man and Wasp, and I'm going to wait to re-watch Infinity War until, like, right before Endgame. So, uh, Captain America Civil War. This was the second time I saw this movie. And, um, I actually I like this better than Winter Soldier. And I, yeah, you know, I probably like this the best of the three Captain America movies. Just with how how they tied in some of the stupidity of Age of Ultron and made it Made it work in this more like they let's make it work a little bit better, uh, by the whole uh, whatever the thing, yeah, you know, the so- accords, Sokovia. basically making that Captain America is, yeah, so Captain America and Winter Soldier are on the run, and we've got Tony Stark and his crew that are like, no, we gotta uphold the law, and that's why it's in place, and blah blah blah. And it, I, I think it worked really, really well. Uh, and I really, really liked the introduction of Black Panther. I actually forgot that I forgot that he was in this movie, and a significant like his character is pretty significant in this movie, and including the one of the one of the two stingers in the end where we actually go to Wakanda. What's the place called that he lives? There you go. And uh, I'm like, ooh, goosebumpy on. Uh, now I'm ready for Black Panther. Like after that, I'm ready. to Bring that movie on, but. It was really good. I really dug the underwater prison type place that, uh, some of oh, the Avengers yeah. get locked yeah. up in after that whole battle thing. That was good. But, uh, that yeah, Tony Stark's still an asshole, of course. Um, you know, <laughs> I liked the, um, I liked that Zemo yeah. was in this because for the longest time, you know, my, my oldest, as he was growing up, we would get him, we would get him Marvel comic book or uh, coloring books. And so there was, you know, there was different character. Modoc was in here, you know, here and there, and then Z- Baron Z- Baron Zemo was in there, and like that's probably the yes. guy. Oh right? yeah, yeah. Yes? yeah. I was gonna ask you, is that the guy? Oh, oh I, was see, out. I think that's really cool. <laughs> I loved it. Um, yeah, I loved that, and I like the fact that like the whole way through, I'm like, who is this guy? And without even looking, I'm like, he was the Nazi or he was a German soldier in in uh, Tarantino's Inglorious Bastards that is up in that tower picking off the allies, and that's him. And, uh, he was really good. I, I liked his character, and I liked his character arc where that, again, that ties into Age of Ultron a little bit more. Uh, it definitely helped, (laughs) it helped ease the pain of Ultron.
1: (laughs) It's a very good take on the source material. I know that the source material is borderline unadaptable unless you're gonna go animated because it's so crazy. And you you let me borrow that a while, a long time ago, and that was great. My problem I had with it, and I've said this before on the show, and spoiler, spoiler, for the third act of Civil War, what bugged me again is Tony Stark's motivation. He's like, you killed my mom, and we're supposed to have this big heartfelt moment, and it's like, Mm -hmm. dude, you know that he was mind-controlled, that it wasn't his fault. You're tools have been used against you in, you've been the villain in, like, five movies. Like, your actions have been, it's been your fault. And yet, you have no forgiveness for this guy who is clearly mind-controlled. Like, you don't even pause. You're just like, mommy and attack, and we're all supposed to weep. It's, no, I wasn't weeping. I was like, you're an asshole! Like, I've been saying this so (laughs) much in so many movies, and so oh, just uh, so his motivations, it was hard for me to, well, obviously, I'm always siding with Cap, but uh throughout the MCU. But it, again, it's like, dude, I just don't understand why you expect everybody to forgive you, but you have zero tolerance for anybody. For anybody, even kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, you're just a dick. And <laughs> that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm like, uh, people say that he can't be replaced. Yes, you can just
0: grow a funny beard, be an asshole. It's not that hard. (laughs) Oh yeah. I actually think that of all of them, I think that Chris Hemsworth is going to be difficult to replace if, and when he retires Thor, I, he is embodies Thor. I think he's great. And same with, same with uh, Chris Evans and, uh, you know, as captain America.
1: And Zemo, he was the guy at the end, right? That faced off with black Panther at the very, very end. Yeah. He was going to kill himself. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he, it was amazing. They retroactively, a credit to the Russo brothers, retroactively kind of brought weight to Ultron. That movie had no weight, like we talked about last week, in my opinion. Yeah. And be- there it was like, oh, so people did actually die in that town. Okay, yeah. because it sure seemed like nobody died whatsoever because they evacuated everybody. Yeah. Uh, but here was a guy who is, you know, it gave Ultron a little bit of weight, in my opinion.
0: I agree. I, and I noticed that, I definitely noticed that in this one that it was almost like, we know that we kind of slipped up on Ultron. Let's try to, you know, tweet, like, add a couple things that will make that one a little bit more tolerable. And it does. It, I'm like, okay, I'm, it's tying itself in together. Like, it, the progression is really, really good. I
1: agree, but it's also problematic, because it's sort of like, you don't get the weight of that movie until you watch the next movie. Exactly. Or the movie movie two movies after that movie. You know, that's part of the problem of the MCU, is like, oh, didn't you feel it? Wait till next episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's not a complete movie.
0: (laughs) Anyway, next up. Okay, next up is Doctor Strange, 2016. And again, this is another one that I watched one time in the theaters, and... now we're getting, you know, this was only a couple of years ago, so I remembered a little bit more of this one. Uh, Scott Derrickson directed this. I really like Scott Derrickson. He did the fantastic exorcism of Emily Rose and did he direct Sinister? Um, yeah, one of the horror Yeah, he did Sinister, that. which yeah, okay. I thought was awesome. And he also did, um, Big Cloud Insect Thing Day or Stood Still, which was, <laughs> okay. Yeah, but he did a
1: great podcast about that where, some of those things were out of his control. Yeah,
0: That was a studio job. Yeah. Uh, okay. So this is going to be an interesting one to talk about because I, it was hard for me to understand it the first time. And I was pretty much equally puzzled uh, through the second time. I'm like, Yep, you know what? He's magic. He's got magic stuff that he does and dimensions and folding inception. type things. And they're okay. Just fine. I, but I don't, really real. And my wife too, she, we were just like, what? Like, yeah, it's this one, it's hard to follow to me. Oh, um, it doesn't sound like you were confused
1: at all. It, he's got inception, he powers and dimensions and magic. And yeah, it sounds like
0: you got okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> he does a circle thing and then jumps through and there he is in the Himalayas or whatever. I'm like, ah, uh-huh. okay. I, the, the special effects are astonishing in this movie. It's almost like inception, but even better. With the bending of cities. And it's so cool. And we get a big cloud creature in the end of this. So I'm like, yay, cloud creatures. Uh, yeah, the big thing in the end that he goes and it's a time loop thing. Yeah, but that wasn't a cloud. He at least had, at least had a face. Yeah, it was a face, yes. A face with a cloud thing. Dormammu. I, well, Dor- Dormammu was a huge creation. Oh, okay. so. But it,
1: it, it was fine.
0: Um, a couple <laughs> of issues I had, though. It, one, um, these ancient books that have magic in them that you can't read these, they make it pretty easy for him to just, like, hmm, I think I'm going to read that. And, just, uh, like, I'm like, shouldn't they have him locked up instead of just kind of just sitting there on the shelf for him to just, hey. uh, Well, <laughs> well the, the,
1: the reason it seems that way is because he's an exception. They've never seen power like that. He's one of the... Mm. They, He's the neo the chosen one kind of thing
0: okay that uh, okay
1: that would make sense the the defenses that they have in place to block people from reading those books hold nobody can get past those defenses but him being who he is can and they're like what what's happening okay right? oh that makes like,
0: sense yeah um, now also there's th- okay there's three realms right there's new york realm i think and hong kong realm and somewhere else realm maybe yes Uh, I don't know how many, I don't know what the number was. It was like
1: three to five, but you're talking about the magic realms that protect the earth. Yeah. Yeah. So does that, how does that,
0: does that tie in again with infinity war or anything? Or uh, what is that? Or is that just kind of for this movie and now we're done? (laughs) Well, that's just for the Dr. Strange universe.
1: As far as I know, there are three of the magic users and that whole kind of uh, section of the universe. They're protecting people. The Earth from other magicy things that they know about. So maybe they don't know about aliens and whatnot. That's okay. up to
0: Guardians of the Galaxy. That's their division. Okay. Uh, okay. So the because right. I was like, well, what about all these aliens that are coming down? Like, sh- where are... shouldn't these magic wizard things be helping out the Avengers? Like in the first Avengers movie, because uh, because of that exact thing is like, oh, there's these different realms, and they see alien invaders coming down. Shouldn't they be helping, or what, are they just well, chill- they're
1: they're at that point they were probably. Tuned into all their magic shit, but they were also just trying to protect that one Infinity Stone. Uh, and if, which, if nobody, okay. if nobody's coming for that Infinity Stone, then they're not. They don't give a shit,
0: hmm. you
1: know. And and at that point, they weren't. You weren't really seeing a lot of Infinity Stone that's right. uh, magic stuff being used, other than Loki's pokey stick, mm-hmm. which was very kind of singular to whoever he's around. Yeah, it wasn't like uh, Thanos coming down with his glove. That would have set off the alarm bells. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm but just speculating. Yeah. I don't know.
0: You'd have yeah. to ask Marvel fan about that. Yeah, This is still a really good movie. It's it's not as high for me as the other ones, but it's it was good. The special effects were great. I think that ben, Benedict Cumberbatch is really, really good as Doctor Strange. Uh, the cape stuff is good. And that's, that's another thing is he gets stabbed. I think this cape is supposed to protect him. Like I would have assumed the cape would have been like whoop nope, you're not gonna get stabbed there, but I'm like, oh, the cape kinda took a snooze on that one. <laughs> oh well nobody's gonna get hurt
1: or die. I mean Oh it's, yeah I... <laughs> it, it's just a flesh wound. Yeah. That's that's yeah. basically the tagline on every Marvel movie. Yeah.
0: The uh oh the the stinger in the end with him and Thor was pretty funny, with Thor chugging a beer and whatever. I'm like, ah, it was that was funny. But yeah, it was good. Uh, but it was... I liked Captain America better. And, but this is like... This is like... balls compared to Ultron. So don't think that I'm <laughs> ripping it. I just... Some of I the- know.
1: I, I love some of the stuff they did with those doors, too. I, I, another fault now with Infinity War. They kept setting up during that movie where he's he's doing... Waving his hand and doing the circle portals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And you think that, oh, okay. So third act of this movie, at cert- some point, he's going to do that little wave thing. And we're going to open up a portal... And somebody's gonna force Thanos' gauntlet through it, and then we'll cut it off so it'll cut his arm off. And then we got the gauntlet, right? No, they don't do that. Like, why don't you do that? Yeah, that would, that actually is a good idea. (laughs) Instead, it's like, well, let's make a portal above you, and then weird Mm. little antenna girl's gonna piggyback ride you and put you to sleepy time (laughs) so that the, you know, Guardians guy can have a boyfriend meltdown.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And speaking of Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. This is once again the second viewing. Um it's it, all of these by the way, even the the ones that aren't that good. It is really really cool to be watching all of these back to back like this because there are so many little things that we're picking up on that we never would have picked up on before having watched these like every couple of years. Like when you're watching them like oh, I just watched, you know, even uh, even watching uh, Civil War couple days ago, I'm like, oh, well, Martin Freeman's in this. He's he's starting to question uh, Zemo, Baron Zemo, and he is the big player in Wakanda with Black Panther then. I didn't yeah, remember and, that. Yeah, and do you like
1: and Black Panther when Martin Freeman is uh, uh, I want to say interviewing, that's not the right word. Ah, mocap guy, what's his name? Damn it. Andy Serkis? Yeah, and there's a scene in Infinity War where Martin Freeman is in Interviewing Andy Serkis. Does that ring any bells? No. They're in the same room having a conversation, and I'm just sitting over here going, "Wow, I already watched this. It was called The Hobbit." <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was interesting because I forgot that I forgot that Martin Freeman was in Black Panther, and um, or I'm sorry, I forgot that he was in Civil War. And for some reason, when I, I remember when we saw Black Panther in the theater, I'm like, "Man, Martin Freeman doesn't really really fit in here. It's like he's kind of a comedy waka waka sidekick." But now I think because I know that he's in Civil War, I think it's going to play better his character in Black Panther. To me, it
1: does. He's the CIA contact.
0: Yeah, so which yeah. I, I didn't realize. That. But that that is what's so good about watching these this close together is they do they truly are fitting together into one long stream of. Not shit. I, I guess coolness. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is this is long turd. And I'm like, it's not a turd. It's a, like, oh, I'm just going to leave you hanging out there and, like, and see what brain, happens. Oh, it's like, speaking of which, there's a really funny moment, in, like one of the funniest in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 2 where, uh, where oh, what's his name? Rocket is talking about, I'm going to put a turd in your pillow or whatever, and, or I'm, and it's... It's gonna be Drax's turn, and i my turds are epic. Or it was hilarious, hilarious. Uh, uh, is Martin? How did we get on Martin Freeman? Is Martin Freeman
1: in Guardians of the Galaxy 2?
0: No, no, no. He's in uh, Civil War, and then we see him later in Black Panther.
1: Yeah, I know, but how did we get onto Martin Freeman from? Starting oh, my off with Guard-
0: Nick's, my Nick's nutsy brain decided to quick jump back in time <laughs> to go back to Civil War real quick. Oh, okay. Now, uh, I, so now I'm jumping forward via sure. Via uh, Doctor Strange through his circle hole thingy. And now I'm more into Guardians of the Galaxy stuff.
1: Okay. Yeah. We'll just take the rainbow bridge right to Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. And how does that movie yeah. hold up? Oh, because I've yes. only seen it
0: once. Uh, you know, it's it's still a really good movie, but not as good as the first one. Nope. um, But it is still a really good movie. The beginning is great. And it's like, yep, this is James Gunn doing James Gunn's cool stuff, and it's funny. But there's a couple things that didn't, like, Drax is, I, I think that Dave Batista's Drax is so great in these movies, but it, sometimes in this one, there's a little bit too much of his wise, cracky humor that just a couple of jokes taken out. They were still funny, but I'm like, it loses some of its impact because he's just one after the other, after the other, after the other whereas the first one it was they were like perfectly timed they're still really good here but uh, and also this got to me it got a little too schmaltzy in the end it, with spoiler alert uh the death of uh Yandu Michael Rooker is great as Yandu he is but they really milked that for all it was worth and sad and I'm, I'm your daddy I'm your daddy and your papa, he's Kurt Russell and the thing, he's your papa, I'm your daddy, and I'm like, okay. See, I, I, I've only seen it once, but I
1: feel like the Yondu stuff worked for me, but the Kurt Russell daddy stuff, I was like, ah, what? And now you're yeah. this giant blue glowy thing or something, um, and reasons.
0: Yeah, and celestial beings, and which, again, I'm like, okay, so Star-Lord is actually part celestial being now, and that... Uh, that now makes sense as to why he can handle an Infinity Stone, and it ties in. I like that. Again, it' a little too syrupy towards the end, but I did I did like that James Gunn's uh, brother Sean. Oh, what's his I name in the movie? He's he's a really I, I like his character because he's kind of a kind of a. Kind of a heel beely kind of talks like this or whatever, and then he does the he's doing the silly whistle thing in the very end. Spoiler: he he's doing the whistly thing with the little arrow, and it goes and uh, it stabs stabs Dave Batista right in the chest. And I'm like, yeah, perfect. I love that. <laughs> I don't remember that at all. I gotta yeah. watch that
1: movie again.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh, Taser Face is really funny. You Remember Taser Face? No, I'm Taser Face. Like oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what? uh but uh, uh you know rocket's a little bit emo and it, it's it's almost well no it's not almost as good as Guardians of the Galaxy it's a step down but it's still it's still really fun it looks great whatever can't wait to see his suicide squad yes me too me too but anyway there you go uh so you remember anything about it or not really I remember more about the first
1: half than the second. I just remember at, at the end of the day I didn't care for it as much as the first one I was kind of disappointed I, I about the same thing that you said mm. but uh as for specifics, I'd have to go watch it again which I will mm. happily it's still a good movie it is it i'm is. not I'm not like dogging it like it's the bottom of the m c u like these other things that we have in the last few weeks but now
0: do you do you know the like, the, the comic book storyline arc of Guardians of the Galaxy, did you ever read any of those? No, not a whole lot. I just know okay. what some friends have told me, and mostly
1: about Peter Quill. I, I know a little bit of backstory about each of the characters. Okay. But I, I'm not... not it, no, it's not something I grew up with.
0: Okay. Because I was actually curious, like, Sylvester Stallone's in this, and he's a big actor, and I, I'm assuming that that is a big character in the comic books, because... I. Like, it's just like, oh, there's Sylvester Stallone and in, in a very small role. I'm like, is he going to be coming back for Guardians 3 and he's going to be playing a big
1: part? I, in have, it or something? I have no idea. I don't even remember the role that he played. The biggest side role that was in either of those movies was the uh, Nova Corps in the first movie. Yeah. And because uh, there's a character called Nova uh, who is like their hero of the Nova Corps. I expected him to come out in that movie and it, He kind of didn't. It was just sort of, we got the core. That will be a whole side movie series eventually, in my opinion. If Guardians Mm. of the Galaxy is working, like, if you told me that you had to pick which one would be more successful, Guardians or Nova, I figured it'd be Nova. But, like, Guardians worked. Holy crap, that's amazing. So, Nova should work just fine. And one day it will. They just haven't done it yet. I I mean, that's why I love that first movie so much is because it's so full of Nova core stuff.
0: Yeah. And I, I I think that's why I like, like the Thor movies and guardians so much is it's outer spacey stuff. mm -hmm. And uh, man, I just, I love that. And then, you know, you get the, which they don't overdo it, but it worked the, the classic eighties or seventies or eighties songs worked a little bit better in the first one, but they're still fine with guardians too. I dig it. I agree. It, I agree with everything you said. Yeah, and then actually, we watched the first half of Spider-Man: Homecoming last night, but I'm not going to review that until next week because we're only an hour into it. So I'll hit on that next week, and our our listeners are probably like, "Please finish MCU for the love of God!" Oh, who cares? Everybody yeah. loves the MCU, so they probably yeah. they're probably loving it. I'm I'm seriously, I'm having, we're having a blast, and like I figured. That I, like, I actually started watching Gerald's game last night, and I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm gonna take a break. We're just, I'm just gonna watch Gerald's game again. And then about 45 minutes in, I'm like, you know, my wife texts me, she's like, hey, you know, what, what are you doing? I'm like, what I'm doing is gonna watch Spider-Man. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> so down she came. <laughs> so I just, I, like, I can't wait for Black Panther. I can't wait for Thor. And then more than likely, either we're gonna start the DC universe, or I'm, I got that. Star Trek itch. So there might ah. be the original the original uh, series with Kirk Picard Oh yeah, hold on. The original <laughs> series with Kirk Picard. <laughs> hey, hey What's the matter with Eugene's brain? Brain Come and get your brain Okay. <laughs> Well, and that's the end that's of right. my MCU for the day. At we got an intro for the week. <laughs> come and get your brain. <laughs> oh, because they sing that in the first movie, I think, or the second one of them. They, whatever that song is, but it's Ooh, catchy. catchy, and then I get stuck in my head and I sing it to my boys, but I don't know the words, so it's come and get, get you. your. I brain. don't know the words. That's all. I just it's brain. Now, from now on, it's brain. It's brain. <laughs> Specifically, my
1: brain. Yeah, send more <laughs> brains. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, on my side of things, how about some hobbits? Let's talk about some hobbitses. Oh, okay. I, my wife and I decided it was time to go back to some uh, fantasy world. What, what's it called? Middle Earth. Middle Earth! Let's go revisit the Hobbit movies. And thus we did, all three in consecutive nights it took us about a week to get through the hobbit series and then we went right ahead and into the lord of the rings more on that later but the hobbit an unexpected journey desolation of smog 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 and um, every pronunciation is wrong and the battle of the five armies I, my review of these movies has not changed all that much since the theater it's like wow look at that that's really cool i remember that from the book and then followed up by, hmm, I don't really remember that from the book, but it's kind of cool to look at, but there's a lot of CGI, and what are we doing again? And then it's like, there's a lot of dwarves, and I can't (laughs) keep track of them all. What's that one's name? Ah, whatever, it doesn't matter. And then we're sliding down mountains, and then we're doing this CGI thing, and then there's a wizard with poop on his face, and, um, yep. This shit's pretty forgettable! It's pretty nice to look at, but... And it's entertaining. But at the end of the day, I mean... uh, If you put a gun to my head and told me to tell you the story of The Hobbit, I'd be hard-pressed to do so. I mean, other than the cliff notes. I mean, there's a lot of shit in here that just... Delete, delete, delete... Uh... Anyway... They're fine. I mean, Battle of the Five, by the point of the Battle of the Five Armies, I was playing Uno in the kitchen with the kids. (laughs) She's like, oh, well, well, I want to watch this. I'm like, oh, go ahead. I'll just listen to it. It's okay. Uh, I think that was the least of the three, by the way. There's this weird turn where the dwarf becomes an asshole. Exactly. I know. I'm like, what? It's, you, and then you immediately cease to care about him. It's like, okay, you've taken the place of the dragon now, so go fuck yourself, kind of. I don't care what happens to you. And then we're supposed to care about his, spoiler alert, demise at the end? It's like, I eh? Yeah, I... you're kind of an a-hole, so meh. Everybody's like, Ooh, Thorin, Oakenshield. And I'm over here like, eh, kind of wanted to hoard all the riches for himself.
0: Mm. But, uh, and they try to explain it away by he got taken over by the... Yeah, he got gold fever. Yeah. But okay, uh, yeah, it maybe, did not...
1: maybe, maybe don't do that. Yeah. It didn't seem like it was an actual disease. It just sort of sounded like, eh, this is me now. I'm rich. Fuck you all.
0: Yeah. Uh, and meanwhile, you got Legolas jumping up Bricks or stones that are falling in midair, and he's doing video gamey shit with his arrows. And
1: yeah, but that was awesome. Like when he shows up, it's like, yay, fun times. But uh, meh, The (sighs) Hobbit. It's okay. Which which of the three was your
0: favorite?
1: Probably the Desolation of Smog. Mm, Yep, because you got the whole escaping in the barrels and fighting the goblins in the caves and shit. Right, and then they get to Smog. And. Smog is
0: Benedict Cumberbatch, right?
1: Yeah, and who's he talking to?
0: Martin Freeman!
1: Oh, yep,
0: there we go. Yep, him and Doctor Strange just hanging out. Mm hmm. Did you, uh, like, the first one, like, one of the only things I can, the the main thing I can remember from the first one is the the opening scene with them all, you know, going into the Hobbit's Bilbo Baggins house and just. Eating all his shit and just wrecking the house and then, and then singing the song yes. of the trumpets blaring, or yeah. whatever, bullshit, uh-huh. whatever. And yeah. I'm like, uh, oh, I mean, I'm like, are we supposed to get weepy or something during this? But because it's like, you guys are accepting this big mission, or actually, a little song makes so that uh, the Hobbit pretty much accepts the mission. Like, well, you're singing a kind of a sad song. I guess I'm going to go now.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Uh,
0: kind of. I mean, you know, music moves people, yep. but uh, <laughs>
1: uh the, the best thing I can say about the Hobbit series is that it gives weight to Bilbo's role in mm. Lord of the Rings, which he is not in much, but it also, you know, when you see old Bilbo in the, you know, the Return of the King, it's, or was it Two Towers? Two Towers, you saw him too, he was, or or Fellowship. I can't remember. Whenever right. he runs into him in the uh, uh elf town, and you can tell that he's noticeably older. It's like, oh, shit, okay, so the ring was affecting him. Like, he's way older now, in a small span of time. And then by the end of Return of the King, he's, like, really old. You're like, okay, this guy, he's got that I've seen some shit look in his eye. Mm -hmm. And you're like, okay, now I see that, you know, you have seen some shit. I don't know, there's also a little phase of the disease of the ring where it's like, I don't justify it. It's let me see my precious again. It's like,
0: Bilbo, dude, move on. <laughs> did, so did you... uh you Wow, that was a marathon. You watched all six, huh? Yeah, but it's been two weeks. Yeah. At least.
1: And these were the extended versions, I would imagine? Yeah, we watched... Mm. I mean,
0: an hour and a half a night. Mm. Whew. Did you notice that, especially in Return of the King, I could tell... Some of the CGI in that one especially was getting a bit shaky. It's Uh, always been a bit shaky, in my opinion.
1: But I've always maintained that, well, with Lord of the Rings at least, you should watch those in one day. If you're going to watch that that movie, which is a movie in three parts, sit down and watch that story in one day. I know it's a marathon. It's like 12 to 15 hours or whatever. (sighs) I know it's crazy, but you need to do it that way because it's the only way you can emotionally... Uh, be involved by the Return of the King, and especially in those multiple endings. It feels like there's multiple endings if you watch it separate, but if you watch it all in one day, it doesn't feel like it's multiple endings. It feels like it's wrapping up the storylines and the subplots that they've built all along the way. It's only when you've watched them separate that it feels like, okay, didn't we end this thing four times ago? Like, what's going on? Uh, But. I've, I've done the full day thing, and I'm telling you, I know it's ridiculous, but it's the only way that, that it, it's really effective, in my opinion.
0: Cool. Well, I'll be getting on to those probably in another ten years, so yay. <laughs> oh, you'll be there sooner than that. Yeah. Uh, back to you. Okay, so I hinted at some hatred coming on for the Reflecting Skin and Exeter. Well, let's do that, shall we? Last round. Reflecting Skin. Reflecting Skin, an art house darling, I guess, of a movie from 1990, uh, directed by Philip Ridley. Uh, 1950s young boy living with his troublesome family in rural USA fantasizes that a neighboring widow is actually a vampire responsible for a number of disappearances in the area. And that sounds better than anything in this movie to me. I I can understand why there's a lot of glowing reviews for the movie. I can. It's... I hate to use the word pretentious, but that's what this movie comes off as. Viggo Mortensen's in it. So, hey, there you go. Connection to The Lord of the Rings. Uh But I didn't like any character at all. And it's almost like it's... It's a fable or it's a... You know, it's a... Not a fairy tale, but... They're, it's a gothic fable. And it's not horror. It's not fucking horror. And that pissed me off. It's drama and... Maybe she's a vampire, but she's not, and it's, I I hated, I hated every character. They were all weird, but they didn't, it wasn't like, we're weird and we're going to go full on like, I don't know, uh, David Lynch weird. We're not going to go that far. We're just going to be kind of obnoxiously weird. Uh, the little boy is who's the main character of the movie. I'm like, mm, yeah, I'm not buying your weird Amishy shtick in this. And there is no fucking vampire in the movie. Ah, bleh, not good. And I tried to sell it on eBay, and no one bid on it. So damn it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it one of your uh, niche titles like niche? Titles? No, it's like uh,
0: it, it got a Canadian release, and I think that might be it. And I'm like, oh, ho, ho, I'm gonna sell this this thing. Huh? No, it it. Didn't even get one bid for six bucks. My like, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, um, okay, but hey, that was a great movie compared to the next one, Exeter. This is from director Marcus Nipsol. Um, like, spell it. E uh, x e t e r. All right. Exeter. A group of teenagers accidentally release an evil spirit that starts to possess them one by one, and basically, this movie is an hour and. It can't be an hour and 31 minutes. It has to be longer than that. It has to be pushing two hours from what I remember. But anyway. What year was, is this recent Nipsel? Yeah, 2015. Oh yeah, this is, this is ripe Nipsel here. (laughs) Um, so, so basically it's an hour and I'm, I don't believe it's an hour and a half because I just, well, it felt two hours. So it's a two hour new metal obnoxious video, music video, just just loud and obnoxious, and I, hey, I like nu metal, whatever, but it felt, it felt like the most generic nu metal band that you've ever heard that you don't want to hear again. Played out over two hours, loud and obnoxious shit people, and, oh, they're in an insane asylum, and this little kid gets possessed because reasons, and then they try to unpossess him by, Exorcism for Dummies or whatever they, they seriously like they find some exorcism for dummies is it a book or is it a I compu- I don't know. who gives a shit Uh that doesn't work so the the spirit starts to possess the others and it's basically the worst Evil Dead rip off you could possibly imagine set to new metal did 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 kill did did I fucking hated this movie and I tried to sell this on eBay too zero bids. And it's out of print. It's it's out of print. It's like, oh, this is going to be worth something. No, actually, it's worth shit. That's yeah. what it's worth. Have you tried selling them together? It's um, just a, a two hands full oh, of just, shits. Oh, I mean, one, <laughs> one hand's got the finger up the butthole, and the other one's just yanking. Oh, it's just... Oh, it's dreadful. Um, so anyway, uh, the Reflecting Skin is actually better than Exeter, but it's all... It is... Fecal, dude. It's... <laughs> Back to you. <laughs> Any questions about it? No, No, <laughs> not oh, really. I was, like, I was just stewing over this for a, a week because I hinted at it last week. I'm like, oh, I, I, need, uh, I need to get some therapy. Like, I need, to, I need to get my emotions out here. And so... That's fine. That's what we're here for. All of my whew. questions stopped at Marcus Nipsel.
1: So, uh, whatever. <laughs> uh, Sorry, Marcus, but, yeah, not good. Yeah. Okay, Lord of the Rings! Here we go. Wait, what? You just reviewed that, didn't you? No, I reviewed The Hobbit. Now <laughs> I'm reviewing Lord of the Rings. So, <laughs> that's six movies I'm reviewing, dudes. Come, come on. I, I, this is weeks of my life. Let's do it. Uh, Fellowship of the Ring, Two Towers, Return of the King. These movies completely hold up. I was not in the kitchen playing Uno with the kids while these movies are on. It's amazing the disparity between this series and The Hobbit. It's... I don't understand why there is such a big difference between them. I, I again the Hobbit came later but the CGI is worse and on Lord of the Rings it's better. I agree that on Return of the King it it feels like maybe they were in a hurry and they had such mass armies to come up with that you know you got these grand sweeping shots of CGI-ness where it's it loses its uh uh realistic looking factor. I guess, if you want to call it that. But I know what you're saying, that in Return of the King, is that's where it feels most shaky. Uh, the Two Towers is still easily my favorite of the bunch of all of these movies. The uncut version of that movie is so damn good, so perfect, so full of uh, uh, emotional, just like drama stuff on several different storylines that work so damn well. Uh, and then it ends like, in such a great way with, I will come to you at your time of need, and he does, and that, oh, that hopeless battle finally turns the tide, and then all of those orcs are just dispatched in the most glorious fashion.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, I, I love the two towers. That is easily my favorite of all six of these movies. Uh, but I would put Lord of the Rings uh, head and shoulders above The Hobbit. The Hobbit is just, it's just forgettable. I should sit down and study it sometime and really pay attention the whole way through, but, man, it's hard. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. I'll watch them again in, you know, three, four years. That's kind of what we do. It's time to go, go back to uh, Middle Earth, and all right, that's fine. Let's do it. I, I agree with you. Uh, Two Towers was the best of those three, I thought. And nothing taken away from Fellowship of the Ring, because that one is, is damn near perfect as well. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. The best thing I can say about Hobbit is is the way that it sets up and and lets off, like, with the things they talk about that are relative to Lord of the Rings. That's what makes it the most interesting. Those little bits where they're like, we're not taking visitors today, and it's Gandalf. and Okay, cool, I remember that from Lord of the Rings? Yeah, that was right before. Shit like that. The beginning and the end of The Hobbit. You know, where they're basically... Talking about Lord of the Rings, it's like okay. Thanks for reminding me of better movies. Did you
0: did you see when was the last time you watched the Hobbit movies? Was it the theater?
1: Yes, I might have watched one of them on home video, but I think I think
0: they were uh, theater. Okay, because uh, it was pretty jarring. Like the the first time that I watched them, all three of them were in the theater with that higher frame rate. Yeah, uh, home. Vi- I don't want to say home video looking, but you know what I mean. And then we watch them on Blu-ray, and it's like, oh, this is movie. This looks like a what yep. we're used to now. Did you? Because you weren't a big fan of that, were you? The
1: no, I feel like the only one that I saw in the theater of that was the first Hobbit movie, and it was so jarring and weird and off-putting that we didn't go to the others. I don't mm. think. Maybe we did. I don't. If we did, I don't remember. But I just remember that I didn't like it. At all. I mean, I feel there is a future for HFR, but I just... They haven't found the proper way to utilize it yet, in my opinion. Uh, certainly not in that movie. I mean, it looked like a soap opera. I mean, yeah, it he, did. He was talking and hanging out by a plant, and it was like, that looks like a potted plant. Like a soap opera, potted plant, fake tree that you're standing next to. I know. Because of the frame rate. And they were moving, like, jittery
0: fast. Like, it just was way off. I would bet anything that the new UHD uh, 4K format, I would put, uh, well, don't quote me on this, but I would not be surprised at all if those would be released in high frame rate on that format because that's 100 gigabyte discs and I, just watch, I would not be surprised if they make their appearance in that format.
1: I don't know because from what I've talked to with other friends online, we, we need new uh, gear to run that shit. I don't know why. I don't know why you would I don't understand it. I don't know why that wouldn't fit on a Blu-ray. I know, like, oh, it's it, you're just speeding up. It, it looks like you're just speeding up the film. I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, movie freaks, where we don't understand film, how it works. That's great. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Have we seen? I don't think there's been any other high frame rate movie since that in the theater, right? Not that I know of. Yeah, could be wrong though. Usually, I am. Movie freaks.
1: Movie freaks,
0: okay, coming soon. Uh, well, I hinted last week at Emerald Forest, and I'll I I watched it, and I'll review it next week, hopefully. Um, let's see here. Um, don't open the door. I'm just looking at what I what I've watched. Oh, what it? Okay, yeah, don't open the door. I watched that. Incarnate, watch that. I didn't get a chance to review that one yet. And then I'm actually going through some of the older. Uh, Netflix movies that I really, really liked, uh, like, uh, Hush and The Ritual. I rewatched that. The Babysitter and I'm currently rewatching, uh, Gerald's Game. So there are a couple of them that I really, really liked that I want to give another viewing to. So I'll get to those. Uh, I'll get to reviewing those hopefully next week. Um, The Devil's Wedding Night. I watched that from Code Red and that's a thing that I'll review. (laughs) <laughs> I think I reviewed it already on the show, but hey, let's review it again. And The Prodigy, which was a theatrical viewing. Didn't get to that because I, I had to talk about uh, what I teased last week, Exeter and Reflecting Skin. So I'll get The Prodigy hopefully next week as well. Although by then it'll probably have vanished from my brain because that's what that movie is. And that shouldn't do Great. it. Great. Wonderful. Uh, I've been stuck in TV
1: land watching all kinds of stupid fishing shows and Alaska people surviving shows because I'm addicted to these dumb things and I have to watch them all, but I am feeling the urge to get back into the VHS watching mode, and I have stacks and stacks and stacks of those, and a whole bunch of Blu-rays that I probably should get checked off the list. As for titles, I don't know, Uh, it's just gonna be random things, probably from the 80s and 90s. Dick Tracy I wanna watch... What else is over there? Pure Luck. Have you ever watched that movie? It's a comedy film with Martin Short. I don't think so. I haven't watched Dick Tracy either. Oh, oh man. I recall loving both of those movies. So we will see if they hold up. Shattered is a thriller from the late eighties, early nineties that I remember really liking. We will see if that holds up. And a bunch of other weird shit.
0: Warlock the Armageddon. I want to watch that one too. Oh, by the, by the way, before I forget, I got a shipping confirmation from Vinegar Syndrome uh, for my for my February subscriber batch of movies. And those will be to me probably late this week. So I might actually have one or two of those watched. And the titles are, there's four movies coming out. I'll just quick read them off here. First up is a movie called Wacko. <laughs> um... You ever heard of it? No? Okay. Um,
1: maybe, no, but because of your subscription status, I don't know if that means
0: wacko, like somebody who kills somebody, or wacko? Oh, it's yeah. Whacking that's, somebody that's, off, the jacking off thing. Um, a raucous comp parody of horror films and teen sex comedies, predating the scary movie franchise. Okay, so that's what that's going to be like. Uh, next up is Party Line, and uh, that looks like a 90s thriller shit. Um <laughs> Oh, good god. Uh, yeah, lustful beauty stranger, Beverly Hills mansion killer, meh, that 90s thriller. And then here we go. Battle for the Lost Planet slash Mutant War. So there's two movies for the price of one. The cover looks awesome. Aliens shooting shit and spaceships and I'm all in. And it's two movies, so great. And then lastly is the porn title of the month, Tinseltown. Um. A film why is by,
1: that, wh- wait wait, why is that two movies for the price of one are they on one disc yeah, they're on one disc, oh okay, from the
0: same director, so he they just i'm yeah, they just oh yeah they they yeah they de-
1: they don't deserve the porn treatment of getting their own disc, they get smushed together they get
0: they, yeah they get smushed together, but tinseltown is um well, let's see what it says about this movie, not that it really matters um perverted parties. Oh, yeah. It's just, yeah. Young girl goes to Hollywood looking for yep. her big break. And then she gets a whole bunch couch. of sex stuff and porny stuff. and Yep. So, Vinegar Syndrome's February release. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well,
1: I can't wait to hear about those. <laughs> Anything oh, yeah. else you want to add for this episode? I don't think so. All right. Well, I'll see you next week then, I guess. Uh, all right.
0: <laughs> This is sad, but... Yeah,
1: it is, but I'm tired. <laughs> I can <laughs> can I take a nap now?
0: Yes, please. Uh, All right. Good morning! <laughs> All right, bye. Good night.
1: <laughs> Thanks for listening. Hey, if you want to get a hold of the Movie Freaks, you can get a hold of us facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod on Twitter at moviefreakspod. Drop us an email, moviefreakspod@yahoo.com. at yahoo.com. Intro music was public domain by www.rutgermuller.nl.